0: We want to welcome you back to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Hey, everyone. My name is Travis. This is my wife, Dawn, and we are really grateful to have you join us today. Well, this is episode number 68 and we've titled it Letting Your Anger Out Without Hurting Your Marriage. And I can't wait to dive in and to really begin to kind of unpack this idea because it's important to let things out and to not allow your anger to hurt your marriage. But before we do that, we want to give you guys some life updates. And part of why we do life updates, some of you might be thinking, well, this is boring and why do they talk about themselves? Well, part of it is because... We want to get to know you guys, and we want you guys to get to know us. Yes,
1: quirkiness and all. We want you to know who we are. We want to be authentic
0: (laughs) and real, and just share who we are. So, a couple updates. Um, First of all, Don, over the last couple days uh, on our days off, we went to our vacation home, like we've been talking about lately. But this time, we did something completely different. What was it?
1: Well, we finished installing all the floors in the upstairs, which looks amazing. But you still have the, you know, the trim work that has to be done. So you can take the time to install floors, but then the edges still need to be done. So we went and we bought all the trim and the cord around and we painted it and we cut it and we put it in and we installed it all. Yeah. And it was great because now it looks so finished and just beautiful it's funny how important those last finishing touches are it takes time but how it makes it look complete
0: oh it does and it's weird too how you it takes a 1930s cottage we're talking an old cabin built uh, during the roaring 20s maybe or the early 30s and now it looks like a modern like it's it's kind of brand new looking but has some of that retro kind of look to it i learned something
1: new about myself this weekend as we were what was that well I didn't realize that I love caulking guns. Like I had never fully used wait, one before.
0: you talking about loading a gun <laughs> with no. ammo and caulking no. it? Ca- what are you talking caulking
1: about? Caulking or caulk, C-A-U-L-K. Oh, C-A-U-L-K, Like the rubber yeah. plastic yes. stuff, right? <laughs> like so those, why do you say that? Those That's are so weird. Those are so cool. I mean, you were cutting some of the wood and obviously we only had one, you know, thing to cut with. So while you were doing that, I wanted to keep myself content before I painted or, you know, finished it the painting, and so I found the cock gun and I caulked everything. Like, <laughs> you I, did. I just fell in love with it, and it's funny, you can take this white, pure cock, and you can... Fixed cracks and so again it's a nineteen thirties house. There's a lot of cracks and so I went through and I fixed everything and I'm like yeah. I could do this all
0: day. It, it, it looked amazing. It's it, beautiful. It's kinda of like the magic eraser, right? right? You yes. just go around your house and it may it just gets rid of all the blemishes. I, makes it look so brand new.
1: I just don't think it's fair. You never showed me how to use them before. And now I love it. I'm what? like, Oh, no wonder why you always wanted to
0: call Well now you know <laughs> yeah. and now you can share our great share that with yeah. our great grandchildren and their grandchildren, yeah. whatever. But as you know, Don last. Last weekend, we had some new friends over to our house. Yes. Not the new friends we had over like a month or two ago that we talked about, but a whole different set of friends. And they're from the country of Ukraine. Right. And we learned so much about their marriage, about marriage in the Ukraine, and just had the time of our lives. They brought us a huge candy bar. They did. Language, you know, can be slowed down because we don't understand each other, but man, Does chocolate and candy transcend language or what?
1: It's awesome because the candy bar actually is from the Ukraine. They just got back from a visit. They were visiting their family and they brought us this huge candy bar. And I'm super, we haven't actually eaten it yet. Our kids are coming this week and we're going to open it and share it with them. We're
0: going to do it. Yeah, do it together and enjoy it.
1: But how cool to get to know another couple, a whole nother, you know, culture and just talk about marriage with them and just love on their family. It was fun. We love having people over. I could have people over every day. It's incredible. It's
0: it's addicting. And then we went to our church's annual meeting last Sunday night. And most of the time at a lot of churches, that's the time where people get together and they might argue and fight or disagree, or they're bored out of their minds. But we went, and what happened on?
1: Oh, it was incredible. It was the most encouraging, inspiring, annual business meeting I think I've ever been to. There was just such unity and great, man, the budget was incredible and just so much good news that yeah. came from that business meeting. I just, I love our church. We go to Eagle Brick Church in Minnesota and we love it. We are so impressed yeah. with the leadership and the organization and just, they love people and their mission empowered by God to reach others for Christ. That's exactly what they're Phenomenal. doing all the time. So I we don't just
0: church. go there, but I'm no. on staff there. And honestly, Don, I felt the same thing. I couldn't be more proud of our senior pastor, Jason Strand, and the executive leadership team, our church. You mentioned the budget, but the reason why that's so important is 6,000 people, almost 6,000 people came to know Jesus last year through that budget, through that mission statement that you just mentioned. And we just love the vision culture and what they're doing. And such an honor to attend church and to be on staff there. So we just... Unabashedly, unashamedly, we are promoting our church. Yep. If you haven't tried out Eaglebrook Church, you got to try it right. out. But even watch online; you're yep. gonna love it online as well.
1: And I, it's funny to say, but going to the annual business meeting was one of the highlights of our week. It we, was loved it. we loved it. Crazy cool.
0: Yeah. Crazy cool. So why do we share these updates? Again, we want to get to know you guys better, but we want you guys to get to know us better. So please send us comments about you and what God is speaking to you about marriage or maybe through this podcast and and never forget, give us a review and we're going to give you a shout out, throw down some information, give us a five-star review, and we'd love to say something about you.
1: Well, on with today's podcast. So today in this podcast, we're going to focus on an emotion In communication, there are many different types of emotion in communication in marriage. Couples share information, they celebrate wins together, they share romantic feelings through text or written in a card, affirmation is given for a job well done, or disagreements are navigated through talking over possibilities, and many other types of communication take place on a regular basis. But there is one type of emotion in communication, though, that isn't all bad, but can cause serious damage if left unchecked. It's this. It's anger. Anger is normal and should be expected. We are going to frustrate each other and get angry. Anger isn't the problem in marriages. It's how you handle the emotion of anger that determines if you will damage your relationship or hurt your spouse. So Travis, let's just talk a little bit about this. What do we do when we get angry and, you know, let anger get the best of us? That emotion of anger. What do we do?
0: Yeah. And Don, before we answer that question, I do want to mention the reason why we talked about anger not being all that bad is it's given to us by God. It's an emotion that God gave to us. And the Bible says be angry and sin not. And so there can be some times where we get angry about injustice about others or whatever it is. And that can be a really good thing, like a holy anger. But as far as what do we do? How do we act? What do we look like when we get angry? Well, Don, I know, you know, I raise my voice sometimes. I hate to admit it, but it's true. Sometimes I say mean things. I I, I say things that um, are kind of under the radar and kind of cutting. And they are mean. And there are some things, Don, that you do that make me angry. And they shouldn't, or they get under my skin. I'm sure
1: there are many things. (laughs) There are
0: there are things. And I know sometimes I feel like I am not going fast enough. And so I sense your frustration, which then starts to make me kind of angry. And that's just one little small example.
1: I know when I, you know, get angry, there's things that I do that, you know, you can tell that I'm angry. Maybe I'll cry. Like all of a sudden I just start crying or I raise my voice or sometimes I just completely shut down and I become silent. You know what, Travis, there's times that you make me angry, but when I say something and you repeat it back and you don't hear me correctly or you you know, think that I'm saying something different than I'm actually meaning, like that makes me so frustrated. <laughs> I get angrier when you assume something about me that isn't true. I get frustrated. And this is just all mis- communication. That's what it is. Yeah.
0: What about this, Don? Uh, you'll say it to me or I'll say it to you. And and that is like in the middle of communication, I'll be like, Don, you seem so angry. And, oh, then, and then that makes us makes more, angry. more angry. No, don't Doesn't say it, that. When you say it to me, it makes me more angry. Especially
1: when I'm in a good mood and you say that, it makes me angry. <laughs> it's like, at what? Moment. I'm not angry. What are you
0: talking about?
1: You know, there are times though that we act appropriately And we don't allow anger to take over times when we work through our anger and we allow calmness to prevail. And a lot of that, again, just comes down to clear communication. We slow everything down and we communicate clearly. Yeah.
0: And fortunately, Don, as you know, and and we wouldn't be doing this podcast and that is that we tend to have that on a more regular basis. Yep. Yeah. We get angry with each other, but we also get along with each yep. other. And I'm so grateful to God for that grace. But a huge piece of wisdom that we find in the Bible regarding conflict and anger, you know, having to do with this communication of this emotion is found in Proverbs. And Here's what it says in Proverbs 15, 18. It talks about two kinds of people. It says a hot tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who is patient calms a quarrel. Hmm. Wow. When I read that and hear that, it just brings peace to my soul. It's kind of fun. That was the NIV version, but the New Living Translation puts it this way. It says a hot tempered person starts fights, but a cool tempered person stops them. Yeah. So a key solution to controlling anger is being patient and cool tempered. I mean, that's what this says. A cool tempered person stops them. So, you know, being patient, being cool and being under control. And we're going to dig more into how to manage the emotion of anger and especially in communication later in this podcast. But right now we have something that we need to ponder. We want to ask a really big question to those of you that are listening. And it's this, do you want to be the person who starts fights in your marriage or do you want to be the person who stops them? Hmm. What are you going to be? What do you want to be? Remember, anger isn't the problem. Anger can be a very good thing. It can motivate us and help us to, you know, be angry for what's right. But the problem is how we handle anger and really how we choose to respond to the emotion of anger. And I, Don, you and I have seen In ourselves, but in other couples and even on TV or wherever, you know, so often people are caught on camera and they're freaking out and they're getting really, really angry. And it's like, whoa, slow down and relax. Well, if you get angry like we do, you are not alone. According to psychologist and researcher Richard Fitzgibbons, here's what he writes. Being angry or dealing with an angry person can be a daily experience for many people. In a study of 1,300 psychiatric outpatients, one half had moderate to severe anger, which was comparable with their levels of anxiety and depression. Wow. That is so crazy. One half, yeah. One half. That's what this study says. One half of the people had moderate to severe anger. That's a lot of anger. Right. I mean, moderate to severe. So what's even crazier is that this was comparable to their levels of anxiety And depression that caught me Don, when I read that research and we can't say that anger causes anxiety and depression, but we can't help but notice that they are present when anger is present as well. Mm
1: -hmm. So we're talking about anger and the emotion of anger. So what causes anger? According to the Mayo Clinic, anger is a natural response to perceived threats. It causes your body to release adrenaline, your muscles to tighten, and your heart rate and blood pressure to increase. Your senses might feel more acute and your face and hands flushed. There are many common triggers for anger, such as losing your patience, feeling as if your opinion or efforts aren't appreciated, or... And injustice. Other causes of anger include memories of traumatic or enraging events and worrying about personal problems. I love how, you know, in this, through the Mayo Clinic, how they point out common triggers like losing your patience. I mean, when I lose my patience, I definitely get angry or frustrated or feeling as if your opinion or efforts aren't appreciated and injustice. It's really a loss of our own control over ourselves through losing our patience with our spouse. Or it's like feeling you've been mistreated by your spouse. I don't like that. When I feel like maybe you've mistreated me, I get angry. I get frustrated. That
0: sense of injustice, that sense of mistreatment. I don't know what it does. Maybe because we're closer to one another than we're closer to anybody else. And so not only do you feel like it it hurts more, but you feel like you have the right to respond in a more emotional, angry way.
1: I think it's cool how they also tied it to memories of traumatic or enraging events and worrying about personal problems. Honestly, I have several memories of people who have harmed me or intended to inflict pain in my life, that if I spend time thinking about those people or events, it can start to generate anger and ruin my day. Like it just stirs up something in my heart.
0: And I don't know why that is, Don, but it can ruin my month (laughs) if I do that.
1: I know, Travis, you know my story, my background. I came from a household that was filled with anger. I saw this on a continual basis. You know, it can take on many forms, such as like yelling or punching or throwing or name-calling, slamming doors. I mean, all of that was just evident in my house growing up. And I remember even a tone in a voice. And you could just feel that anger come out through, you know, this certain tone. What is anger, really? And how does it manifest itself in our relationships, both verbally and and nonverbally both in verbal communication and nonverbal communication so here are some different types of anger here's active anger things like disrespectfulness being easily annoyed negative communication to include yelling and screaming criticism rudeness and physical violence those are all active ways that we're yeah, e- that you're they're you see really anger. visible yep. they're
0: loud they're um i mean they they make for a hostile environment right
1: But you know what? Anger isn't always loud. Sometimes it's quiet and it flies under the radar. It's kind of passive aggressive. So here is some passive aggressive anger. Silent cold treatment. And unfortunately, I do that. I feel bad, but that's something that I do. Irresponsible behaviors, withholding affection, sex, and expressions of love, deliberate sloppiness, lack of care for the home or oneself uncooperative behavior and lack of support. And I can see things. I've done many of these things passive aggressively when it comes to anger. So just because I may not throw something or hit something doesn't mean I'm not
0: Hey, friends, we'll get right back to the episode, but we just wanted to say if this podcast has encouraged you in any way, please consider sharing it on social media. Leave us a review and be sure to subscribe. We'd also love to hear from you, so feel free to leave a comment. And for more information about Travis or Don Rosinger, go to LovingTheFight.com. Angry.
1: Angry.
0: Yeah. And anger in all reality will never go away. It's here to stay. It's inside of us. It was created by God. Uh, and it's an emotion that we have to manage. Right. So how can we manage that emotion? And Don, I know as you and I were reading and researching and preparing for this episode on anger and really in marriage and how to get it out in a healthy way without hurting your spouse or your marriage. I think one thing that really popped into our minds as far as solutions is you know, this, this idea of how to reduce and remove anger. And it would be the number one thing we would suggest is put yourself in situations where your patience is stretched thin and you're constantly challenged to snap or lose that it.
1: That doesn't sound very fun. That sounds
0: counterintuitive, <laughs> doesn't it? But it makes sense. It's, yep. it's crazy. But in other words, intentionally flex your patience muscle muscle often by being in trying situations And then pass the test, make it through by not allowing your emotion of anger to bubble over and by forcing yourself to remain calm in a difficult situation. Um, One example that I would be able to give, Don, uh, when I was a youth pastor, and many of you that listen might not know, but I was a youth pastor for about 10 years, literally at least 10 years of working with students. But I would often take 50 teens you were with, Don, on trips to other states or other countries at times. And so often parents that we worked with of these students would tell us how hard it was to handle just one teenager. Well, have you ever had an opportunity (laughs) to take responsibility of 50 teenagers at one time? Right. Yeah, I have Uh Don, You have. have, They're messy. We've done it many, many times, uh, countless times because we were always uh, running a youth ministry that was full throttle, and we wanted to keep these students engaged. So I was, again, a youth pastor for a long length of time, and over that time, uh, I had several interns, but one in particular, uh, we had an intern one summer, and he just walked up to me. He came with us on a trip again, where we took tons into a whole bus flow a load of students, Uh, out of state to several states away on a mission trip. And I remember he walked up to me one day on this mission trip. We hadn't had showers. We were hot. It was like a hundred degrees. We had been working. We were covered in dirt. We
1: were on a bus with no AC.
0: No AC. (laughs) I mean, packed with students. And he came up to me and he, he gave me a huge compliment during the trip. And I didn't I didn't see it as a compliment. I didn't realize what he was saying or communicating when he did. But here's what he said. He said, he said, Travis, he said, I can't believe you constantly keep your cool in the midst of of these crazy circumstances and all of these students who are pushing yours and each other's buttons all the time. And part of what he was talking about is if you ever do a mission trip. Man, there's always things that change, that come up, that go wrong, and then these students like question you a lot. Well, why are we doing <laughs> yeah. this? Why are we doing that? Thank and they you. bicker and they argue, or they share hats with one another and catch lice from each other. Whatever it is, um, but it's a challenge. And I, I at, later on, I remember thinking back to his words and going, "Wow, I guess over time, I just started to realize that flipping out, getting angry." Wasn't going to make that no. trip better. Wasn't going to set a good example. And I think over time without realizing it, God had given me grace to grow that right. patience muscle some other things that we could recommend just quickly that would help that muscle would be spend time with difficult people allowing them to try your patience but not allowing yourself to crack in their presence that's these are these sound horrible right they sound difficult but they work another one would be take on difficult projects that require massive amounts of patience like buying a vacation property that was built in the 1930s was a cottage and trying to make it look modern like we're doing, Don. Man, it's taking so much patience. Or maybe be willing to spend time digesting the opposing view of someone whose belief challenges yours without compromising your own values and without becoming angry. Right. Just listening to them and talking to them and showing grace. And I would recommend going on a mission trip, right. go on a bunch of them. That's going to grow your patience.
1: So what are some other solutions for reducing and removing this anger? It's The next one is this. Intentionally notice your physical response of a faster heart rate, your muscles in your body that are tensing up, your elevated breathing, And then make a mental decision to take control by telling yourself to calm down. We all know, Travis, I know when I'm getting frustrated. I can feel it. I can see it. I can see it in you when you get frustrated. You can
0: feel it in your chest. Yeah.
1: Just begin to take deeper breaths and cross your legs and arms. Relax your body and slow your heart rate by thinking positive thoughts. Maintain calmness and let that be your goal. Positive thoughts and taking control starts by just maintaining calmness. Another thing that you can do to help reduce anger is remember the actual relational state of the person who seems to be trying your patience. If they love you and are on your side in life, Don't forget that in the moment that they are annoying you. Remember who they really are, not who they are portraying themselves right in that second, in that moment of frustration or in that Yeah, they're your spouse. They were
0: at the altar. They said, I do. I love you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Remember that they're not a stranger. This is somebody who's been by your side.
1: Right. I think it's important to ask yourself, how do I want the rest of this day or week to go? If you respond to anger by allowing yourself to verbally lash out or respond back inappropriately at the person who is giving you a hard time, then the result could be a terrible emotional environment over the rest of your day or week resulting in awkwardness, the silent treatment, more outbursts, and walking on eggshells just to name a few. I hate wasting time. I hate when there's moments of anger that come in our marriage and I'm like I don't want to waste time but you know what now my emotion is so strong and I feel like it ruins the rest of the day and I know Travis you're good at quickly you know trying to resolve something. Yeah. You're able to let that anger go and it takes me more time but I don't like wasting time or wasting days. By thinking through the new future at the moment of possible anger-filled interactions. This could help stop you from moving forward with saying something that you will regret later on. The next thing is this. Stay humble and keep your attention on your own faults and off the faults of your spouse. It's easy to look at the faults in your spouse, but really stop noticing those and look at your yourself in those moments. Yeah,
0: look at yourself in the mirror.
1: It's so easy in the midst of disagreements or conflict or situations that stretch your patience to begin to finger point and platform the shortcomings of your spouse don't do it don't give in tell yourself wait i am a jerk sometimes i'm you know i'm mean i make mistakes but why am i being so critical you know what just keep your eyes focused on yourself yeah not your spouse and i
0: always come back to the sinner and the pharisee that jesus talked about the sinner beat his chest and didn't feel like he could walk into a church, and and the Pharisee was proud and arrogant and finger pointed, and Jesus said, "Who is justified?" And it was the sinner, it was the one that was humble. I love that. That's so important. Again, we're talking about letting your anger out without hurting your marriage. So here's what we'd recommend: work out often and work out hard. Oh, that sounds strange, huge. yep. But I think it's I think it is huge. Anger is as much a physical response as it is emotional. So when you control your body and you're at a much more peaceful place of resting heart rate because of working out, because of pushing your body to physical limits, you're also in a better position to control your emotions. I don't know what it is, but even intense times, my resting heart rate seems to be lower because we work out all the time. We want to encourage you guys to do that. Yes, working out will increase your intimacy and your sex life, but it also will make you a calmer person.
1: I think when I get really angry Travis and I having a hard time letting it go. I have to go and I run really fast because if I run really really fast, I get so tired. My heart rate gets up so high. Literally, the anger disappears and I'm just trying to breathe and trying to survive. And and then I'm like
0: literally better. It works. Mm-hmm. It, it helps so much. And the last one we want to give you is forgiveness is one of the greatest. One of the greatest weapons against anger. So much of the anger that we feel is from an injustice from the past. Forgiveness is a future decision made in the present to overlook a past event of pain or injustice. Let me say that again. Forgiveness is a future decision made in the present to overlook a past event of pain or injustice. It's saying you hurt me in the past, but I forgive you now in this moment. So I will no longer In the future, be angry towards you. It's also saying, I'll no longer allow a past injury to negatively affect my present or my future. And by doing that, you permanently expunge the record of the person, often your spouse, that has hurt you. What forgiveness does is it siphons off the deadly serum called anger, the wrong kind of anger, into a pool of grace. And when we have forgiven and walk in that forgiveness, we no longer make room for anger to live in our lives and our emotions. I mean, that's what the Bible says, be angry angry and don't sin. Right. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Forgive. And this allows us to be close to God because Jesus says that if we get angry with others, we are in danger of hellfire. And he goes on to say that if we forgive others, God will forgive right. us. But if we don't forgive others, God can't forgive us. In the book of James one twenty, it says human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires.
1: We want to give you a few healthy ways to communicate That will help you remove anger. The first one is this. Don't let an issue fester. Deal with it here and now. Don't bring it into the future. Be honest and transparent. Let your spouse know how you really are feeling. When you speak, remove all critical language and share how you are feeling. Next, share frustrations from an attitude of love and make sure your spouse knows that you are on their side. I think that one's a huge one, Travis. I know that you have my back and that you're on my side. And when I get angry or frustrated, if I remember that, it does something. It really takes up anger away. Yeah.
0: And if I humbly remind you or you humbly remind me that we're on each other's side, that can help as well.
1: We are definitely on the same team. We just want to encourage you and remind you that you guys, you can do it. If you're a person who has struggled with loud, aggressive anger or quiet anger that is passive aggressive, you can take control of your emotions in your future. Don't give up. Start over. Each day is a new day. Put these suggestions into practice. Go see a counselor if needed. If you have anger issues and you can't control them, please go see a counselor and take anger management classes if you need them. There's nothing wrong with that. But we want to leave you with this thought that's found in Proverbs 15, 18. A hot-tempered person starts fights. A cool-tempered person stops them. So do you want to be the person who starts fights or a person who stops them? The coolest thing is you choose what you want to do.
0: Hey guys, we want to thank you so much for listening to this episode, number 68 of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast.
1: Remember guys, you can do it. You got this. Keep loving the fight.
0: We'll see you next time.